We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down. As long as we are confident and you know, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, MAGA Thursday. Had some technical issues this morning. Friday night I had a three-way. Saturday I slipped some cocaine. Sunday came shots packs sweet to my pain. I was only having fun. Slept around with everyone. And my wife just couldn't get it through her brain. I was banging broads from here to Rome. She could join in or leave me alone. Even told her, kill yourself for all I care. And she cried and cried and cried. Till she hung herself up high. And now my sex page were not affairs. You called me out. I'm just a commie. Oh, but it just may be a Kennedy you're looking for. Turn out the light. I'm independent. You call me out all my lies and you call it right. Well, I saw that then they needed help. They had no chance in the rush belt. I told them I could help them if we lied. If they push me out the door, I could say I hate them all. And tell everyone I fight them from outside. Now think of all the people who hate both parties and want an escape. I might be as commie as they say. Yep. But I'm independent now. Yes, it's all a show for clowns. Cause they wouldn't vote me any other way. You called me out. I'm just a commie. Oh, but it just may be a Kennedy you're looking for. 
It's too late to fight. It's too late to change me. You called me out for all my lies, and you called it right. Good morning, everyone. Another great video from the Dilly Mean team, a good friend, Ramble Rants, and Jay Scott Memes. Two great memers. Good morning. So we had some technical difficulties this morning, and I'm hoping that we don't have them again. But you never know. Uh, I don't know. My, my system did a, a restart last night, and then it was doing a hard restart this morning and crashing my streaming system. So... Let's hope we get through this. We'll see. Anyway, hope you're all doing well. It's Thursday. It is Thursday, MAGA Thursday. Good morning, everybody in the chat. You're all coming in. We got uh, a couple things to talk about today. It is an insurrection of my streaming um, software. <laughs> it's an insurrection. <sighs> RFK, loser, commie, not an independent, far leftist, wants to take your guns, wants to jail climate deniers, and is now running under this false flag campaign operation as an independent. And he's raising a lot of money, and he's doing well in some polls in, uh, among independents, doing better in some polls uh, among independents than both Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And this is what I've been talking about. Because listen, um, they the Democrats worked out a deal with RFK. He knew he wasn't going to win as a Democrat. They're using him. They know he's going to hurt Donald Trump. The good thing is I don't think he's going to get on the ballot in every state as an independent. I don't think he's going to be able to last the year and get through the general. But we'll see what happens. Everyone take a minute, hit the thumbs up, hit the like, hit the follow, share this link in your social media. A lot of things happened uh, in the last 24 hours. You know the first thing, which was great, and I tweeted about it? So, yesterday, I go to the mail, and there's a box sitting there. My regular mail. And I open it up, and I got a signed Donald Trump hat. I don't know who made it happen. I have ideas. It did come from the great state of Florida, that, that I do know. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And what I even like about it is, see, the one I always wear has the 45, 47 on the side. But this is, I guess, this is actually, I think, one of the older ones. But it just has the 45. And I love it. There he is. The icon. The iconic Donald Trump signature on the sign hat. And uh, this will be here. I think it's awesome. MAGA hat stays on. We're not going to wear that one, though. That one we're going to. We're going to keep right there for eternity. Actually, this MAGA hat, I think, I'm, I think in February, I'm going to be down in Palm Beach in uh, Mar-a-Lago, I think. I'm going to bring this hat and see if uh, I get this one signed in person. But that, yeah, it showed up. I, I was like, what is this? It just showed up. Thought it was pretty cool. Anyway, enough about that. Something else. I guess. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll. I'll do it now. I guess I can. And uh, yeah, I love. Yeah, the signed hats. I have. I actually have the. Uh, the art of the deal. I have uh, the inner. Inner fold is signed in gold sharpie. 
Hey, Donald Trump. That was given to me by the great Roger Stone. And uh, I have a signed autograph. I have a signed photo of him with the inauguration invitation framed in my office that I I had gotten. <clears throat> anyway, so I do the morning show, MAGA Mornings, which I love. Been doing it now, I want to say, I don't, I don't know, 30, I think like 30 weeks or something. It tells me on Rumble every time I go and do a stream, whatever, like, oh, so many weeks ago, whatever it is. And it's been great. You're great. We got an unbelievable, like, uh, community here. Well, it's, uh, there, there was some talk in the last, I'd say, 36, 72 hours. I was approached by a network on Rumble who uh, I'm friends with uh, several of the hosts over there. As a matter of fact, every once in a while, one comes in the chat here. Good friend Kevin Smith from the Lab Majority Show, fellow Long Islander, over on LFA TV. And Jeremy Harrell over there who runs it. He was a uh, Real America's Voice guy. They're, they're Listen, they're direct competitors with Right Side Broadcasting and Real America's Voice. They have some uh, organization over there. They're starting to cover Trump rallies as press on the risers with uh, the big boys. And they're, they're doing an unbelievable job. Again, I just want to say, I don't know. I'm hoping we don't have any technical difficulties, people. I, I, I was having them all morning. The stream's up. I don't know what, what happened. Hopefully that'll be all right. And we'll get through this. But anyway, if you're, this is the, uh, I'll actually bring it up. If you've never seen them before, this is LA TV live from America TV network on rumble and i am going to be in their daytime lineup now starting monday didn't think it was going to happen this fast i i would thought of we'd have a little time but uh maga morning stays 8 a.m maga morning stay i'm going to be doing an additional show every day monday to friday at 3 p.m eastern america first live on LFA TV on Rumble. And this is the Rumble page. You should go over there and uh, follow the LFA TV Rumble page. They're a growing network. They're being talked about a lot. And I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be awesome. They have huge viewership over there. And they run live shows. They start at 9 a.m. in the morning. And they go through 9, 8, 9 p.m., I believe, is their last show in the evening. And then they replay them all on another live stream overnight. Some great shows over there. My good friend, Mike Crispy. I'm actually going to pop on his show this afternoon at about 12.15 on LFA TV. You got uh, you, you, a lot of good shows on there. You got the Santilli Report. I'm actually going to be the hour before the Santilli Report, so 3 p.m., starting Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern over on LFA TV, Monday to Friday. You got Loud Majority. You got Mike Crispy's show, Unafraid. You have my good friend, Sean Farish, who does one of the best Trump impersonator, impersonations out there. You might know him as Captain Deplorable. You've seen him around. His show, Ungoverned, on there. Uh, Will Johnson's show, Culture Wars. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot, of, uh, a lot of cool stuff happening. So I think it's pretty awesome. We'll be able to spread the message. Show structure is pretty much going to be the same, what I do here. Obviously, I can't call it MAGA Mornings. It's at 3 p.m. So you know what? Let's rebrand for a, a second show. 
America First Life with yours truly, Alan Jacoby, on LFA TV starting Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern. And hopefully uh, see some of you over there in the chat. I will say that it is a um, – I've been watching their shows often on over there. They have a real dedicated audience. Their chat is always popping. Um, <laughs> you know, over here, I – listen, this is my my show. I, I don't – this it's – my deal. I do get a little amped up. I drop a lot of F-bombs, and my favorite word is cunt. And uh, I'm, I'm going to clean it up a little bit over there because this, this is uh, a very, very large, diverse audience. But I, uh, I'll, I'll be the same me and, and talking about the, uh, the same stuff and, you know, pounding out the same, <laughs> the same, uh, same people that we, we do over here. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's cool. It was very unexpected. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a go and, and, and see how it is. But anyway, enough about that. It's, uh, again, LFA TV. It's rumble.com backslash LFA TV. Go and follow that uh, channel on Rumble and get ready for Monday, 3 p.m. And the best part is, for all of you Dilly watchers, it doesn't, it doesn't interfere with the great Brendan Dilly show, The Dilly Show which is cool. So if you want to come and watch at 3 p.m., you, you come and watch. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. A lot of people in the chat. We got all, we got all the regulars. If you're, if you're new and you're not in the chat, get in the chat. Tell us where you're from, what's happening. All is good in the world, mostly. Mostly all is good in the world. I'm trying to have an, an uplifting mood today. But, uh, you know, of course, as usual, we have some nonsense to talk about. That whole, that RFK video is great. People listen, we have to instill in every Trump supporter's mind that the RFK campaign can be a tremendous problem, a thorn in the side to Donald Trump in the general election. It, um, it, it can be a problem and we don't want it to be a problem. We need to annihilate this campaign before it gets any more um, support behind it. There are people, unfortunately, that are single-issue voters, and you know how I feel about them. Single-issue voters are retards. Be a great shirt. That and disantard plus libtard equals retard. They, because he wrote a book criticizing Fauci, and they feel that he's, and still people like, oh, there should be a Trump Kennedy ticket. No, there shouldn't be. No, Robert Kennedy should be nowhere near the White House. Robert Kennedy is a commie. And that's a fact. It's commie. And we don't want him anywhere near the White House, the Trump campaign, or making decisions for us as Americans. So do your part and spread the message to all of your Trump-loving friends that RFK is not an ally. I don't care any way you spin it. I don't care what Q-tard you have to instill in their head that RFK is not a friend, but in fact, a foe. To MAGA, to America first, to having a freedom-loving society. It's just a fact, people. It is what it is. You don't have to agree with it, but it's a fact. All right. Speaking of commies. Oh, good morning, Midwest Deplorable. I didn't see you in there before. 
Pepperoni's in the chat. Yeah, look who RFK is married to. Exactly. There you go. But all you got to do is a you, you spend twenty minutes on Google and you and and you just search the guy, and, and you see all the shit that he said. You know, he wants your guns. It's and then he tries to backtrack now because all of a sudden he's an independent. He's not an independent. He's a leftist. He's a progressive leftist. And if if he can destroy Donald Trump's campaign by running as an independent, getting through the general, and a Democrat walks in the White House, whether it's Biden, Newsom, or Big Mike with his big swinging dick, whatever it might be, RFK will have a spot in that administration somewhere. One hundred percent. And it's not what we want. Sorry. Not happening. All right, California. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, and by the way, the show on LFA TV. I have to figure out how I'm going to do this because I can only. It's only an hour. I was. This show was going to start an hour, and I'm sitting here for like two and two and a half hours because I just like to talk. So I can't talk about twelve different things. I have to kind of. I have to tighten it up to 55 minutes an hour hard stop because there's a show before me and a show after me. So it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge, but I think we can do it. And I hope to see you all over there on LFA TV starting Monday, 3 p.m. I'm excited for it. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't excited for it at first, and I was so gracious of the offer being, in, you know, if I was interested. And I was like, whoa, no, another show? I, so that's going to be, I'm doing five shows a week in the morning. I'm going to do five shows a week at 3, at 3 p.m. So that's, that's 10 streams a week right there, plus We The People Radio, Tuesday evenings, and Freedom Friday on Friday evenings, which will not stop. Which, by the way, we will be back after this week. James Curry, my co-host, his mother, uh, she had heart surgery, open heart surgery yesterday in ICU recovery she's doing okay uh it's gonna be a long recovery but um you know he's doing what he has to do to support his mom and he had to travel from Vegas to go back home to Jersey well where she's at she had the the big surgery yesterday but she was sick for a while and it was uh it was it was kind of rocky so that's why we haven't had any shows in in two weeks now uh after this week we should hopefully God willing everything goes well and he returns back to Vegas and we can uh Business as usual for We the People Radio on Tuesdays and Freedom Friday on Fridays. So that's why. So James Curry, my host, keep him and his mom in uh, in your prayers, please. All right. Thank you. San Francisco held their giant commie parade for Xi Jinping, the communist dictator. Literally communist flags draping the streets when i first saw the footage i shit you not i thought it was him getting ready to depart for the united states still in china until i'm like wait a minute those are san francisco police cars and i'm like you gotta be shitting me in this picture here you see one american flag thank you but it looks like china it was it was wild. So they made all the homeless disappear. Went and brought them to a meat grinder somewhere, and is probably serving them at the uh, at the homeless shelter. It's going to be that. So they 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 annihilated all the homeless in that area. They're going to bring them, kill them all, grind them up, and then feed them to the rest of the homeless come Thanksgiving and Christmas for like Meals on Wheels for the homeless. 
like cannibals here, like feeding a chicken chicken. I know that was horrible to say, right? Real conspiratorial. But would it surprise you? <laughs> would it surprise you? It makes me sick to my stomach as well. And they repainted everything. And imagine, imagine them just doing that because they want to they want to clean up their city. Imagine, hey, you know what? Let's clean up the city. No, 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 no. We're doing it because the dictator of China is coming. That's what's happening. So San Francisco rolled out the red carpet and the red China flags for Chinese leader, dictator, Xi on Tuesday, the far left California city and center of innovation, center of innovation, held a parade in the dictator's honor, complete with communist flags lining the streets of the Democrat-run city. Chinese American Americans welcomed, welcomed Xi as his caravan drove by. Every single one of these people that are so-called Chinese Americans, they're loving to see this Chinese dictator. They should fucking go home with them. They should go home with them. Yeah, didn't the Chinese Americans flee communist China to come to America and they're going to they're gonna celebrate this guy's arrival? Get in the fucking plane and go home with them. The entire spectacle was caught on China TV. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, hello. Hello, Round Eye America. I don't care. Call me a racist. Call me whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. <laughs> Look at Gavin Newsom. He's like, I'm going to be president of the United States and sell out to you. Look, up, yelling, all of them. Look at him. Who's this guy? Hey, where's all the homeless you killed? <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this. This is a nice car. This is a disgrace. That that right here. Stop. I got this. The the. Oh my God. Our military saluting this commie fuck. Please tell me right now what you think is going through. They have a member of every armed service there saluting this fuck. This commie scumbag. What could be going through their head right now? You think they're happy being there saluting this fuck? You think you think that they 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 feel like they're honoring their uniform right now? Truthfully, what do you think is going through their heads saluting this guy? Unbelievable. Look at this. Nice cars. Look at this. Look at this. I thought this look at this. Look at the streets. I thought this was China at first. Go home with them. Disgrace flying those two flags together. Unbelievable. This is from inside the car. That's right. When Yasser Arafat came to America, isn't it crazy? Yeah, military protocol. I know. I know. It it's it's really it's really sick. It's really sick. <sighs> hey, when will they make Mandarin the official language of San Francisco? This is great. I love this meme. 
a Marine holding a Chinese state flag. Isn't it just, isn't it gut-wrenching to see this? Isn't it fucking gut-wrenching? Now they're gonna, now he's going to go back to China and invade Taiwan after he had all these meetings with Biden. Biden called him, I'm not even going to play the clips. Biden called him like a dictator and, and uh, Secretary that Tony Blinken was like, oh, I can't believe he called him a dictator. He is a fucking dictator. I mean, that's what he is, people. This meme is great. Who did this? This is Oh, John uh, Hackerla did it. Okay, look at this. I can watch this all day. How great is this? <laughs> Why aren't people ripping down China flags? Well, I mean... For one, they'd get arrested for that. <laughs> I'm sure they would get arrested for that in San Francisco. 100%. California, Western China. It's, it's unbelievable what, we, what we're allowing happen, happen in this country. Meanwhile, border security just confiscated 300 pounds of fentanyl this week, enough to kill off an entire U.S. city allegedly from China, at least the materials to make it from China. But remember, Joe Biden was working out a deal to slow down the murder of Americans, to slow down the fentanyl coming from China into, into Mexico. They're slowing it down, people. They're going to slow the process down a little. Same amount of people are going to die just over a longer period of time. That's cool. That's cool. So I wanted to get, so this, now this video, my friend Nick Sodor, the uh, great journalist, look at this. This is San Francisco streets. Commie dictator, the San Francisco treat. Remember the rice aroni commercials with the trolley coming over the hill in San Francisco it was all beautiful. Rice aroni on the box, you know, the San Francisco on the box. Might as well. Fuck this guy. This is wild. Holy shit. Holy shit. San Francisco. What all these San Francisco cops that gotta go to overdoses all day long, knowing like we're literally escorting the dictator from the country that all of the materials made that is killing our city, and we're we're we have a we're having a parade for him. This guy is allowing all of the drugs coming into the United States through Mexico because he wants he wants us all dead from the inside. Joe Biden's allowing it. Ping is is making it happen, making shit tons of money from doing it because you know he's a dictator and that's what they do. And here they are, just parading through the streets. Not a single American, well, this, and, then, and what we just watched, it wasn't a single American flag. There was a couple, there was a couple here and there, but they were basically attached to Chinese flags. I mean, if you, it, 
I'm sorry, but now Gavin Newsom might be a contender for the Democrat, the Democratic nomination for president of the United States. <clears throat> How many more great American cities do we have to lose to the tyrannical left? How many? What virus was brought with him on the G Express plane? That's a good question. That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah, they keep, they, they found all those China police stations. They found them right here in New York City. One in Flushing, where it was a, a tremendous Asian area of Queens. I worked that area as a paramedic years ago. And they're literally, it's the largest Asian population, I believe, still in the United States, is uh, Flushing, Queens. A lot of people don't know that, but it's, uh, it's really sick. It's really sick. This is, uh, let's see if I can get this. No, won't let me do it. All right. So Megyn Kelly, what do you guys think of Megyn Kelly? I, I'm, I always, I'm always wishy-washy with her. There are days I'm like, all right, I like her. And there are days I can't stand her. I almost feel like Megyn Kelly still is trying to find her place in the, in, in, in the space, we'll call it in the media space or conservative media space. I mean, yeah, as a paramedic in New York City for quite a while, up until, uh, was it 2010? Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. In any case, Megyn Kelly, she slammed Gavin Newsom for cleaning up San Francisco just for the Chinese dictator. I mean, self-admitted, he, he did it for just the China. Yeah, she's meh, right? She's like, eh, eh. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what, what, um, I go back and forth with it too. I, I'm, I'm not really sure. Some, some days it's like, yeah, she's cool. Other days it's like, I can't stand it. But during a recent episode of her podcast, she ripped California Governor Gavin Pretty Boy, the poster boy of communism, Newsom, for cleaning up the city of San Francisco just because his lord and savior, China's dictator, Xi, was visiting, which, again, he openly admitted. So there's a couple minutes. Let's, I, I didn't listen to it. I was, I was just reading it. Let's hear what she's got to say. City leaders are making sure the city shines. Caltrans repaving major roadways like the Harrison Street off-ramp from the I-80. BART doubling down by deep cleaning their stations overnight more often. Scrubbing and power washing is happening all for a all Chinese dictator. The yeah, the bottom of my shoes look clean. Like. It's noticeable how clear the streets look and how few homeless encampments there are on major thoroughfares. Public Works is installing decorative crosswalks in North Beach and Chinatown, and the Webster Street pedestrian bridge in Japantown was recently repainted. The Yerba Buena Gardens at the Moscone Center are decked out with new colorful landscaping and murals, paid for by the Clean California grant, just in time for the 20,000 high-profile CEOs and heads of state coming into town unbelievable right gavin newsom and san francisco london breed clean up the city just in time for the chinese leader to show up there with joe biden they're important but the actual residents of san francisco can pound sand when gavin newsom was asked whether this is in fact what you've done he 
Well said the following, listen. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house, you're gonna clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders, you got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place. So folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true. Because it's true. For months and months and months <laughs> prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. Crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys make of it? For the re- I mean, I- for the record, I hate these guys from the Ruthless podcast. They're all this all they're all um, McConnell. They all were McConnell staffers. They, these guys are such trash. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I had a bit on our show today about how it was sort of like my when my wife would clean up the house, but unlike uh, our show, she actually listens to yours. So I'm not going to do that bit. <laughs> I'm just going to thank. <laughs> Gavin Newsom for proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's not that they can't clean up the cities in America. It's they that won't. They choose not to. They exactly. will not. In one week, he can make that city hospitable yeah. for all the citizens there, and he chooses not to. With all the money that we owe to China, you got to make sure their investment looks good when they get here. And you think, yeah, this you is think the before picture, like, by the way. Why wouldn't he leave uh, she's customers there who are on fentanyl? I mean, yeah. you want to be like, yeah, you're doing a great job, you know, she. <laughs> yeah, this is his real work. This is she's real work in the city of San exactly. Francisco. All the people hooked on fentanyl and drugs. It is Bingo. so offensive. Oh, yeah, when somebody comes over to the house, you clean up the house. Yes, because most of us don't live in a pigsty day to day. We have some small clutter to clean up. It's not a complete overhaul of where we choose to raise our children. That's what's needed in San Francisco. San Francisco. He doesn't give two shits about the children there, Ashbrook. None. He doesn't care about him at all. I think we know that. He's proven it. All right, I don't need to hear these guys the, the, for the, the remaining three minutes. You know, <laughs> you know who coined the term San Francisco that everybody uses? You remember Mike Savage, the Mike Savage show? He's still around every once in a while. He does media hits, but he's kind of retired from media. He's very controversial. Um, Mike Savage, he was the original. He was the OG for San Francisco. I'm going back years ago. I used to listen to his show and he would always refer to it as San Francisco. They've always been sick to a certain degree in San Francisco, but now it's just off the charts. It is sick. Yeah. I mean, listen, they're right. Of course. I mean, how can you not be right about such a, a topic as this Newsom is a hypocrite. You're a governor of a state. Why would you not want some of your popular, most popular cities Talk about San Francisco, the rolling hills, the streets. It, it's a tourist place. My mother used to go to San Francisco every year. She loved it. She hasn't been there since pre-COVID, obviously for obvious reasons. But she would go every year and love it there. The food, the atmosphere, the community. And look at it now. It's it's like 1980s New York City. People shitting in the street, the crime, the drug use, the open air drug markets there for the most part. Like in Philadelphia, same thing. It's it's wild. We have to thank the Chinese dictator for giving getting the California governor off of his ass to do something about getting homeless people off the streets and cleaning it up. Gruesome Newsome. Number two on the front page podcast section. It's great. It can't be number one every day. I'll take number two. Top 10 is great. 
Well, thanks to you guys because you keep commenting, hitting the thumbs up. Keep doing that, and we'll be in good shape. But Gruesome Newsome never cared enough at all to clean up San Francisco for the people that actually live in that community. No, no. And why would they? They don't care. That place will go to shit again. They literally were paint, repainting buildings, pedestrian bridges, overpasses, deep steam cleaning subways. Yeah, Mike Savage was fun to listen to. So many people hated him. He was he was really um he was really controversial. He made me laugh. I didn't care. I mean, I don't like everything that he said, but he was funny to listen to. Yeah, he was like the right wing Howard Stern as far as controversy, maybe you could say. I hate I used to like Howard Stern. I can't stand him now. San Francisco was a beautiful city. I've never been there, but I just remember the photos and the videos that my mom used to take going there every year. She'd go there or San Diego or both. She would hit both. And she loved San Francisco. And she wouldn't even believe post-pandemic of what it became with the drugs and the crime. And I was showing her stories and I was showing her videos and pictures. And I'm like, a lot different than the videos and pictures you used to show me when you used to go there, right? Like crazy. Do they even have the trolleys anymore in San Francisco? It's been shitty there a long time, but not as shitty. Like I, now it's a new level of shitty. It is a new level of shitty. Back in the day, there were places in San Francisco, like any city or neighborhood, that you just don't venture off to, you don't go to. But for the most part, it was beautiful. Like, it was a big tourist place. Huge. And now it's just the entire city. There's no way you can go. I mean, they have, a, they have an app on your phone so you can track where the human shit is. Like, you walk past, oh, there's a big pile of human shit there. Let me update the app. Oh, in the corner of fuck you and... Eat shit. There's a big pile of human feces there. Don't step in it. Can you imagine? I mean, there's nothing to imagine. It's literally happening. It's happening. And San Francisco is not the only place it's happening. It's happening in, in, in most inner cities that are run by Democrats. Baltimore, Philadelphia, places in Jersey, you know, New York City. I lived in a commune there in 91. It was nowhere near this bad. A commune? What's that about? That's interesting. In 91? Was it like one of those... Don't get offended. Was it like one of those uh, like religious... I don't want to call it cult. Even though I used to watch them all the time. They call them communes. And it's like, a, you know, they started in the 70s. And like everybody's like, oh, hey... Let's all play guitars and have sex with each other. Hey, you want to do some quaaludes? I'm not saying that that was you, Justine. It's just when I hear the word, I'm being very stereotypical. Commune in San Francisco in 91. <laughs> Playing bongos and wearing flower dresses. <laughs> Nexium. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a lot of hippie friends. That, that, that bitch has some cool stories. I bet you have some really cool stories. <laughs> oh man oh that's funny shit Justine's a hippie no. <laughs> I'm just kidding don't get mad at me please hippie cult <laughs> what instrument did you play I used to watch like, all like the Manson stuff what they call themselves the family where the, those documentaries always just fascinate me and it's like I remember the one movie where, where all the girls are like they're 
they're all, you know, all, they love Charlie Manson. You know, he's the leader. And, and they would all eat. And there was like some, somebody new there. And they had a bunch of dogs. And he like, I don't know, he like kicks something and he goes, the dogs eat before the women. Like, literally, they have the dogs had to eat first. The men were eating, having a ball. The dogs ate first, and then the women ate. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, oh, so you're uh, APN Filters, a California refugee. Now you settled in Pennsylvania. Steve from England's in the house. He's late. What did you miss? We were just talking about California, California, and how uh, they were just celebrating the Chinese dictator. And the fact that I'm starting a new show on a network on Monday at 3 p.m. LFA TV on Rumble. Make sure you go and follow them. Steve from England. Uh, we had somebody from, uh, wait, we had somebody from Australia that was popping in regularly. And then I noticed, I think, I'm going to I'm gonna botch it. But they were, in the, they were in the chat yesterday. And then they were in the comments. And they're from another country. And I don't remember if it was Brazil. Uh, I don't remember. I have to go back and look. AFL on LFA. I'll, that, that's a tongue twister. AFL on LFA. America First Live on LFA TV. Live from America TV. The Manton Caves are in Simi Valley. I used to live there and still have family there. Are they like a place that people go and check out? Like, are they still there? Like, hey, let's go check out the Manson Caves and that that old movie set ranch that they lived in? Like, is that a place that people go to? Or is it just completely gone now? I've never been to California. I've never been there. And I have reasons to go. Like, my good friends uh, at Steak for Breakfast podcast, they're there. They're, uh, their studio is there. They live there. There's a, few, there's a few other reasons I should go to California. But there's a lot of reasons why I don't want to go to California. I kind of want to go to the San Diego Zoo, though. Anyway, who cares? Hey, all of the bullshit they're throwing at Donald Trump, indictments, accusations, the guy's running for president, New York City's trying to bankrupt him, all of this shit. And this guy still has time to stop what he's doing and go to his granddaughter's grandparents' day, Lara Trump's daughter's grandparents' day at school. Is this not wholesome or what? Come on. Here's my grandpa. Donald Trump walks in the classroom. Hey, grandpa. Look at this. Holy shit, Donald Trump's in my kid's classroom. Yeah, come here. We won't indict you over here, grandpa. How cool is that? Donald Trump. Donald Trump going to Grandparents' Day for Lara Trump's daughter. Look at this. How great is that? Can you imagine the stress this guy's under every single minute of every single day? And he takes the time to stop his day and travel to Grandparents' Day. And I believe that is Lara Trump's mother. And here he is. We're in some great wingtips there. There he is with Lara Trump's kid. I'm going to tell you, 
uh, from personal experience, from spending an entire day with the 45th president at Bedminster, like in a very relaxed setting with family members, Eric Jr. was there. Ivanka and Jared was there. Their kids were there. Lara wasn't there, but I believe, I believe Eric and Lara's son or sons were there. There were quite a few kids there, and they were all calling Donald Trump Pop Pop. And he was there watching golf, hanging out, eating pepperoni pizza, very laid back. And I had the honor of being there with them and, and speaking to them all. And the kids would come up and he would stop what he's doing. He'd be talking to somebody, just having a conversation. And they would come over and just sit on his lap. One, you know, one of them showing him his toy car. And it wasn't like, hey, get these kids away from me. I'm a billionaire and I got shit to do. Where's the nanny? Like none of that. It was, these are my grandkids. And I sat back and I, and I, I, I was able to take it all in like right there, inches away. And like, this guy is just a regular guy who happens to be the 45th president of the United States, the most politically prosecuted and persecuted man. And this, this was right before his first indictment came down, days before his first indictment came down. And, or, or was it right after, I don't remember if it was right after the Washington indictment. It might've been right after the one, the first indictment. And... It was like the whole world stopped for him and he focused on his grandkids. And then he wanted people to see like, oh yeah, this is, this is my, my, my grandson or whatever. And it was, it was crazy. You know, he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He hates that his son smokes cigars. His, uh, his one brother died of alcoholism. He's never drank and he's never smoked in his entire life nothing don jr is a cigar smoker eric trump is a cigar smoker but um i mean first class grandfather here They're a first class father too i mean it's very when you have that many kids and again they're not even all from the same marriage obviously we know that a lot of time, there's a lot of contentious relationships there. They just a whole entire wholesome family. And never with the attitude that I saw personally of they're better than anybody else. Ivanka Trump, who is like something out of a magazine in person, very nice and hospitable, wanted to know how cigars were rolled, like really in tune to wanting to know about the process. Uh, all of them are just regular people and it, it's pretty amazing to see this and of course the mainstream media is not going to want to paint donald trump as a wholesome grandfather or a wholesome person they really are a true american traditional family just with a lot of fucking money <laughs> but hey good for them i mean that's what america's all about right but so many people will differ and they'll look at donald trump as just another you know self-entitled privileged billionaire but he worked for it, he dominated, and now they want to take it all away from him because they want to say that he fraudulently became a billionaire when the guy literally single-handedly changed the skyline of New York City and saved so many things in that city and has built unbelievable properties that people flock to all over 
the world. <clears throat> you know, whatever. But I think he gets, uh, you know, I remember Grandparents Day. It's what I actually found. Um, I was cleaning out a file cabinet. I don't know, about a month ago. And I had this, I guess my mom had given it to me. And it was an 8x10 frame and it had a certificate in it. And it was a certificate to my grandfather from me for like an award for being the best grandparent that I gave him on Grandparents Day, like when I was in second grade. I still have it. And it was pretty cool. And then when I saw this, that they, it reminded me of it because I remember Grandparents Day in elementary school every year where they, we, we did it. And we did it like two or three times in the one year my grandfather was able to come because he was a banker in New York City and he was able to come. And then the other years, my grandmother was there. And my, they had awards on who the youngest grandparent was. And my, my grandmother always won the award for being the youngest grandparent. My mom had me young. And uh, it, was, <laughs> it was funny. But uh, it's the whole, the whole, the whole tradition of, of having grandparents. I, I'm, I'm fortunate. I've had, you know, my, on my mother's side, both of my grandparents, my grandmother's still, still kicking, not doing the best, but she's, she's still kicking in with it. My grandfather's been gone about 10 years, but I also had my great grandparents. I had my great grandmother and great grandfather on my grandmother's side and my great grandmother on my grandfather's side up until I was 13, 14 years old. A lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't even know who they're who've never met their grandparents nowadays, you know, as people passing away younger or whatever it is. All Donald Trump wants to do is MAGA for everyone, for his family, for America, your future, our future. That's all he wants to do. He's wanted to do that since the eighties. You know, his views on America have not changed since 80, the eighties when, you know, Phil Donahue and Oprah Winfrey and all these people fawned all over Donald Trump because he was a registered New York Democrat real estate mogul, but wasn't a sick leftist weirdo. Democrats were a lot different back then. Democrats were like moderate Republicans back in the 80s, you know, and, and 90s in New York anyway. And he's, he always had the same views of America getting taken advantage from China and other places, you know, and, you know, not paying their fair share and we keep getting raked over the coals and, the country needs to be run like a business. And he would always, they would he'd always be asked, would you consider running for president? No, I don't know. Maybe one day if the country needs me. And then of course it was a Chris Wallace. So one of the Wallace's fault in, in the eighties, it was uh, ask him if he would run. And he's, I would, you know, maybe one day. And how do you think he would do? He said, well, I think I would win. Well, he did win twice. Oh, yeah. We're allowed to say that here. Not on YouTube though. Can't say it on YouTube. Buck Fiden, he's if he's still in the chat, he put a clip together uh, yesterday, and he hit. And I, you know what? Fault of my own. Let me see if I could get it right now, really quick. Stand by a second. I was talking about YouTube, and a lot of people saw it. A lot of people were commenting me on, on it. Um, he grabbed it from the show yesterday. Hold on, I'll get it. I'll get it. Just give me a second live show and I forgot and I told him oh yeah we'll play it tomorrow Buck Fiden's been doing pretty amazing with the clips of you know various topics and things 
Man, I, I tweet a lot. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Maybe I tweet too much. Let me just go. I'm killing myself here. Right here. Yeah, Buck Fighting's been doing uh putting in the work with some pretty awesome clips about what's going on in the country and exposing people. And now, of course, when I when I want it, the the thing I'm looking for, I can't find it. Why am I not finding it on your thing right now? What is going on? Oh. Man, you tweet a lot too. Are you kidding me right now? I look like an idiot. Dude. Book fighting. Do you have the link? Is that the link right there? Hold on a second. Give me a second. Oh, I got it. I got it. Wow. Buck Fiden put this together from the show yesterday. I thought it was pretty great about YouTube. Community notes on videos. Fuck YouTube. I don't mean to offend anybody if there's any other content creators that might be popping in or watching, but if, you, if, you're, if your stuff is on YouTube, try harder. Let these left, leftist assholes have it because chances are you're on YouTube and you're wearing this hat, you're not monetized anyway. In fact, People stop fucking grifting so much for money for their ad insertions and getting monetized and playing the YouTube game so you can get that money instead of actually talking real truth with how the fuck you want to talk. MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters, every single one should not put a stitch of content on YouTube. Why are we supporting a platform? Because if your content is on there, I'm sorry, you're supporting the platform. Agreed. Great song, by the way, too. Great song, by the way. I love it. Buck Fiden, good job. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. I'm going to retweet it again right now. Just because, why not? All right. But it's true. YouTube has fallen, and they can have it. They can have it. Speaking of monetizing, you know, I, 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 mentioned, I mentioned that uh, I'm going to be doing another show on LFA TV Network, which... It's a pretty big network. I'm not accepting any any money from them. Like I, I'm not going over there to get paid to do a show. Like I'm just I'm doing the show because I I want to. I do get to promote my cigars. That that was that was part of it, which is great. But um, I'm not I'm not looking to make any money over there. Maybe at some point down the road, if if things happen and how it progresses. But I'm, again, I don't I don't do this. I don't do the content for money. If I wanted to do content for money, I would go and do milk toast stale content on YouTube and hope to get a lot of people to watch for the ad insertions again to get monetized. And it's not what I'm looking to do. Yes, I sponsor myself through my cigar company. I do that. Uh, and when people see it and buy the cigars, yes, it supports me and my family. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, that's that, that, that's a that's a good uh, segue into, again, the best part of the show for some people, the best cigar commercial of all time. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba, 
import cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. Go get yourself some of the best cigars in the world at MyPatriotCigars.com. You can use promo code MAC for 25% off. But again, as a reminder, we got three days left until the, the 19th of November, Veterans Day sale. Promo code VETERAN gets you 30% off the entire website. So. MyPatriotCigars.com. Go over there. You're going to order today or up until the 19th. Use promo code VETERAN for 30% off. Otherwise, you can always use promo code MAGA for 25% off going forward. Proud sponsor of a lot of great shows out there. Steak for Breakfast podcast, The Dilly Show, The Roger Stone Show on WABC Radio, and The Stone Zone over on Rumble, and some others. But, uh... Best cigars on the market. Thank you, Jonathan Allen. The right-wing cigar king. I have uh, taken that. The uh, mainstream media reporter, I think it was the Daily News, said that to me like, oh, no, is it New York? I think New York Times. God, I get him confused. I don't remember. Some idiot who was at an event he, and, and called me the right-wing cigar king. Like it was an insult. And I'm like, you just, you just helped me out. I am the fucking right-wing cigar king, I said to him. I'm going to use that. <sighs> cigar extremist. I'm a right-wing cigar extremist. Yes. Yes. But thank you to those who, um, who have supported the brand. We got some great hats coming out. I just approved them yesterday. It's like the, uh, that We the People hat uh, that I have with the uh, American flag back. And it's going to have the cigar patch on it. Another camouflage one, so that'll be coming soon. We're going to up the merch game to build the brand even better. Anyway, all right, they got some other stuff to get through. House Republicans at it again with subpoenas. They're just launching subpoenas at the Bidens. Anyone involved around Hunter Biden? <laughs> yeah, thank you for the marketing tip, asshole. <laughs> I am the right-wing cigar king. <laughs> Uh, House Republicans subpoena Hollywood lawyer and Democrat donor Kevin Morris, who paid Hunter Biden's tax debts. Now, I, I'm just mentioning this because it's another subpoena heading towards Hunter Biden world. But again, I don't see – I mean maybe it can lead into something else, that they, a money trail or whatever it is. But it, if he had IRS – if he had tax debts – it really doesn't make a difference who paid them. But what's the reason why they paid them, if there's any other issues, whatever. So, all right, we'll roll with it. 
my biggest thing with the or the whole Hunter Biden uh, subpoena uh, snowball fight or whatever you want to call it is I want to see what comes of the art gallery owner and the art buyers of Hunter Biden. That's what I truly want to see get unraveled. And if that's going to lead or what it's going to show as far as the major money laundering operation pay to play up that it is that I'm curious to see about the art. The hats hopefully will be here soon. The House Oversight, Judiciary, and Ways and Means Committees on Wednesday subpoenaed Hollywood super lawyer and Democrat donor who paid off Hunter Biden tax debts. Now, was he, if he was, hunt, he's a, now he's a lawyer, but was he Hunter Biden's lawyer? That I don't know because if he was, if he's Hunter Biden's lawyer, can he hide behind the client lawyer privilege thing? We're calling on Kevin Morris to appear for a transcribed interview the GOP oversight said on Wednesday. Kevin Morris is a Hollywood lawyer and Democrat donor who repeatedly lent millions of dollars to Hunter Biden to help him pay back taxes and pay all of his legal bills and China debt, they said. And here it is. So there's the tweet. There's the, the paperwork signed by James Comer. Compelling this guy to come in for a uh, transcribed interview. I'll, I'll have more opinions when these people actually start showing up. We'll see what kind of lawfare they play, because remember, the Democrats are very good at lawfare, and they usually will get the right corrupt judge to back them up. Again, he paid the tax debt, Hunter's tax debt. He, he uh, gave him a lot of money. <clears throat> he resigned because the DOJ was too much for him to handle. I'm just looking to see. The chat, something caught my eye. All right, so who is Kevin Morris? Kevin Morris assumed $250,000 of Hunter Biden's debt in 2021 after he took a stake in Hunter Biden's, or in Hunter's Bohai or Bohay Harvest. In September, House Oversight Chairman James Comer revealed Hunter Biden received two bank wires from China and Joe Biden's Delaware home was listed as the beneficiary address for both wire transfers. The first wire sent to Hunter Biden dated July 26, 2019 was for $10,000 from an individual named Miss Wang Xin, right? X's or Z's in the, in the Chinese language. I don't care. There is a Miss Wang Zin listed on a website of BHR Partners. It is unclear if the wire came from that Wang Zin, according to Fox News. The second wire transfer to Hunter Biden dated August 2nd, 2019, was for $250,000 from Li Zhang Sheng, also known as Jonathan Lee, the CEO of BHR Partners. And Miss Tangling, the committee is, and, oh, and Miss Tangling. Okay. All these Asian names are getting me all confused in my reading. The committee is trying to identify Ling's role, Fox also reported. It turns out Hunter Biden did not pay back the loan. Not one Biden paid back the so-called loan from uh, Li Zhang Sheng, a.k.a. Jonathan Lee. It turns out Hunter's lawyer and Democrat mega-donor Kevin Morris assumed the debt in 2021 after he took a state in Hunter's Bohai Harvest. Well, now we know... Neither Hunter Biden nor any other Biden paid that loan back. Instead, Democrat donor and Hollywood lawyer Kevin Morris acquired Hunter Biden's stake in Bohai Harvest RST, 
one of Hunter's China deals and assume the debt for Hunter. It's worth noting that Morris and Hunter first met at a Joe Biden campaign fundraiser in November 2019, the Oversight Committee said. Wang Zin sounds like... <laughs> ah, that's funny. You don't need to send wire to an address. There has to be... You don't send a wire to an address that has to be a, recep a recipient. I used to be a banker. It's a fact, whether it's a business, an LLC, or a person. I've sent bank wires before doing business. You know, the, the, the routing, the, the, the account number, you need a name and an address. You need the bank institution. You, you need all of that stuff, obviously. 100%. They should be able to track to see exactly who the wire or what business or person was receiving the wire transfer. Kevin Morris also paid more than $2 million in Hunter Biden's delinquent taxes in addition to a $50,000 donation to Joe Biden's campaign in 2020. Yeah, you're not shelling out $2 million of your own money to assume the former vice president and current president's son for nothing. And then another 50 grand donation to his father's campaign in 2020. Sorry, follow the money. There's something up there. Okay. According to IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley in late 2019, early 2020, Kevin Patrick Morris met Hunter Biden at a campaign finance event and shortly after that paid off several tranches of Hunter's tax debt between 2020 and 2021. Very interesting. Shapley said Hunter Biden wrote on his tax returns that Morris gave him a loan to pay off his delinquent taxes, so the money given is not taxable. Hunter Biden was also hit with a massive state tax lien, $453,890 in July 2020, and it was paid off in less than a week. The tax lien was paid off despite Hunter Biden telling the Arkansas judge in his paternity case against his baby mama, London Roberts, that he was unemployed and broke. Mm, where'd that money come from? I attest that I am unemployed and have had no monthly income since May of 2019, said Biden in November 27, 2019 affidavit. I currently have significant debts in part as a result of obligations arising from my divorce, which was final in April, 2017. So did he lie under oath too in that, in that uh, paternity case for his baby's mama? A lot going on here. All right. That's the judge. That's right. Hunter Biden smoking crack from an image on his laptop and his attorney, Kevin Morris, smoking a bong in LA. Hunter Biden was standing next to him on that balcony while he was smoking from that bong in L.A. And I think that was right after the judge told him that you can to Hunter Biden told him he cannot consume any illicit illegal substances and that he would be randomly drug tested. And then there he is with this Hollywood lawyer. The Hollywood lawyer is puffing from a bong. Yeah. Your son's middle name is Alan. The only, the only way to spell Alan is A-L-A-N. All the other ways are wrong and stupid. Sorry. I'm not sorry if anybody's offended. I'm not. I don't even know why I, I thought about saying sorry, because I'm not. I'm not sorry. <laughs> All right. Enough of the Hunter Biden shit. There's a lot of subpoenas out there. Let's see what comes of it. Let's let him cook. There are some that are at the end of this month. There are some that where, where there, there are people are compelled to, to show up later this month there are somewhere oh, there's my dog people are compelled to show up sometime in december what are your thoughts your over and unders on people fighting these subpoenas with lawfare and not having to show up for one reason or another or just not showing up and say you know what let's see what you do hold me in congressional contempt 
contempt of Congress or whatever it is. Do you think that would happen? Do you think they're not just going to show up and say, hey, fuck you, Republicans? This is D.C. We own this place. We swim in the swamp. You're not going to tell us what's going to happen. We're going to tell you what's not going to happen. What are your thoughts on that? (sighs) It's mentally exhausting. You know what else is mentally exhausting? This woke bullshit that has been haunting us. Like, it was always there a little bit, but has been haunting us since the Democrats took complete control of everything, including the White House, when they rigged and stole an election. So, it's funny, I was in my local Target the other night, and I, now I'm going to have to go back because my daughter wanted to go there. There was no getting around it. It was a birthday, and what she wanted was only a Target, and I was like, all right, I hate that store, those woke commie fucks. I have been doing really good with not spending money at Target. I haven't been in that store in a very long time. You know what? When your 11-year-old on her birthday has a list and there's only one item at Target, I got to do what I got to do. It is what it is. Oh, that's right, Jonathan Allen. Did I offend you? That's right. You're A-L-L-E-N. That's a real stupid way to spell Allen. It should only be A-L-A-N. There should be a law. I'm going to write to my congressman that every other way is should be made illegal to spell Allen. It should only be A-L-A-N. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Anyway, well, Target outdid itself this year for Christmas. Dude, I still have my Halloween decorations up. I have to take them down today. I have people in my neighborhood putting up fucking Christmas decorations the week before Thanksgiving. I'm driving through my neighborhood and I'm looking through people's windows and there's Christmas trees up already. Like, what are we doing here? Really? Everything's so much earlier. Walk into every store. It's, it's like Christmas throw up in them. Can we, can we have Thanksgiving first? Can we just have Thanksgiving? Can I eat my Thanksgiving dinner without having to choke on Christmas decorations everywhere? Please. I literally have to take my Halloween decorations down today. That's how busy I've been. I got skeletons in my front yard and people are like, I'm putting up my Christmas lights and you got skeletons. Fuck you. (laughs) Anyway, if you go to Target and you're looking for Christmas decorations, go to Target because you can get, you can get disabled black Santa Claus ornaments. You've heard it here. (sighs) This is Target. They're $5. For $5, you can get disabled black Santa Claus. You can get black Santa Claus in a wheelchair holding a present. Who, first of all, first of all, you know, all these places, Target, Cole, all these big stores, they have buyers that work for them, that decide what they're going to buy to put in the store to sell. (laughs) I'm stupid, I know. But I'm right. I may be stupid, Jonathan Allen, but I'm right. You're wrong. That's how it goes. (laughs) See? See? You just got called out, Jonathan Allen. You're, it's it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. (laughs) <laughs> soon black disabled trans santa that's next year this is the litmus test oh but wait laura ann there's gonna be more so just hold on to your trans uh 
and 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 gay issue there. Hold on to that. Put a pin in that. Because right now we have black disabled Santa available at Target for five dollars. Five dollars. What buyer from Target said, hey, I just saw these black disabled Santa Clauses. He's holding a little gift. Let's get him and sell him. I have to, if my local Target has these, I'm buying one and I'm hanging it on my tree and I'm going to take a picture with it. I'm telling you. And I'm actually looking, but hold on. I see in the background, I didn't even notice it until I just pulled the picture up bigger. Oh, you can pick. There's white disabled Santa Clauses too. And that guy looks like he's wearing naked. That wearing makeup. That might be wearing naked. Listen to me. That might be the trans Santa Claus in a wheelchair, Lorian. Now you have to put ramps in your chimney. How is this fat fuck supposed to get down the chimney in a wheelchair? So now everyone has to bring their house up to code to be disabled, disabled friendly. Like, does, does now the sleigh have a chairlift in it? Like, it just, all right, Rudolph, hit the button. And, and Santa Claus, black disabled Santa, now gets in in the sleigh. How's he get? He's, he's not getting down my chimney. I got I sorry, I got to tell my daughter. I actually showed this to her last night, and I said, uh, you're, you, you're going to be disappointed. She goes, why? Santa's not going to be able to come this year. She goes, why? It's because he's not going to be able to get down the chimney. She goes, why? I said, because he's in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> and she started laughing. And she goes, is that real? I go, that's real. It's in Target. She's like, let's go right now. I says, we're going to go. I think I'm going to go today. And I'm going to see if my Target has him. If my Target has him, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to spend the $5. I'm going to hang it on my tree. And I'm going to take a picture and post it on Twitter. The sleigh is the wheelchair. Are you kidding me with this? Is this this is real? This is fucking real. And I'll give props to my boy Kevin Smith from the Lab Majority Show on LFA TV. I was I happened to turn his show on yesterday, and this is what he was talking about. And I didn't even know it until I until I I saw it on his show. I'm like, I gotta mention this. This is unbelievable. But this isn't all. I'm buying all of them and infiltrating my tree with black disabled Santas. I'm going to hang this on my tree and the quote's going to be Merry Christmas. Thank God for black disabled Santa. I am not racist. Fuck you. That's what, that's what it's going to be. But in case you thought, no, this is real buck fighting. We have black disabled Santa Claus. This is real. That is a great idea. Laura Ann. maybe black disabled Santa will sit on top of my tree. Then someone will probably call me a racist and saying like, I put black, black Santa Claus. Someone will say I put him in an electric chair because he's black. That's what it should be. Why is target racist? They have black Santa Claus in an electric chair because he stole a present. This is so racist. He stole a present. You're sentenced to death. Get in the wheelchair, Black Santa. Get in the, the electric chair, Black Santa. Oh, my God. All those years of eating cookies and diabetes finally caught up with him. <laughs> oh, but it gets better. It gets better if you... Not only can you get... Which everyone should have a disabled Black Santa ornament. If you don't have one, 
you ain't black if you don't have a black disabled santa claus target you ain't black <sighs> this is an oxymoron this is great because not only can you get I, I can't even i can't even this is unbelievable not only can you get the black disabled santa claus but you can get the gay the gay nutcracker so you can put your nuts in the gay nutcracker's mouth on christmas yes the 2023 gay nutcracker where you can place your nuts gently into the gay nutcracker's mouth because why would a gay nutcracker not like nuts in its mouth and crack them for Christmas? Even my dog is, is, is upset about it. He's barking. I mean, this is like, and they're black. I, holy shit, OG Nick, I didn't even notice it. It's full circle. It is a black, gay, trans nutcracker that likes nuts in its mouth for Christmas. This is America. No wonder why we have Chinese dictators running through our streets in San Francisco with parades and commie flags. No wonder why we have United States military generals wearing leather dog masks in official military photos. <laughs> this is this is like this is crazy. I'm not going to buy one of these. This this is where I draw the line, but I will buy a black disabled Santa. That I will do. This is beyond the fucking pale. It's holding a trans flag now with all the new colors, the trans homo flag. I don't even know what all these colors stand for anymore. I can just imagine what the brown color stands in, stands for. Hey, can I push in your stool? Maybe that's what the brown stands for. You sickos. What is the brown for on the trans flag? This is beyond next level shit here. Beyond. Oh, I'm going to get into the uh, tomorrow. I'm going to, because I want to look more into it. I just, I saw it late last night and I had to go to the airport and pick up my mother and all this shit. I literally had to pre uh, prepare for today's show, like on a whim. Tomorrow, I want to talk about the big uh, riots that, uh, in at, at the uh, the DNC headquarters last night, the pro-Palestinian riots, where uh, six so far, six uh, police officers, Capitol police officers, got uh, injured. I think some seriously, but uh, I, I don't think there's going to be really many arrests because they're not MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters. But oh my god, little funk, brown is for ass to mouth. I, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. Black gay trans nutcracker. I mean, it fits. I'll give him that. And it's got, this is, it's crazy. It's got a little dime. I mean, this is, could you imagine sitting there and making this thing? I mean, it's, it's going to be some little six-year-old Chinese slave anyway. <laughs> and they're $12, $12. For the gay trans black nutcracker that likes nuts in its mouth. And then $5 for the 
for Black Disabled Santa. Uh, meanwhile, the rally of 300,000 pro-Israel rally went off with no incidents, but they buried that. All the, the mainstream media like buried that. I, I didn't even see it anywhere. There were some media outlets that like buried it as a small story within their in their uh, news. Wow, it's more than black dis- yeah, it's more than black disabled Santa. This thing's made out of felt, so you know it's a little cheaper. Black disabled Santa is made out of felt, a little cheaper, and uh, then you have uh, the gay nutcracker. I, I mean, I, I there are there aren't words for this. There aren't words for this. That's not necessarily true because, hold on a second. Did I really lose that? Ah, I did. It's crazy. Black Santa, hold on one second. I just want to bring something up. There was, there, was, there was some other woke stuff I wanted to bring up, and I lost it. Hold on. I have it right here. Here we go. Okay. If you thought that was weird, <laughs> go to Target and get your black disabled Santa Claus and your gay nutcracker. Do you guys remember, what was it, last year? Was it last year? Where... The Miss Universe pageant was bought by a a, tr- a a biological man, like a biological man from Thailand, the Thai transgender, and they she he went on there and was like, "Now we're owned by Weeman." You remember that? Well, trans owner of Miss Universe pageant files for bankruptcy following major woke inclusive. Inclusive, inclusive itity. I can never say that word. Inclusivity, inclusivity, inclusivity. It's such a stupid word because it, sh- it, it should not even exist. Inclusivity. Push. Days before, two men joined the competition to be crowned as Miss Universe because that, that can happen now. There was actually a pool player, uh, was it in England or somewhere, where this a female pool player was like billiards pool, was playing... Uh, a trans woman, a biological man in pool, and they, I don't know, they they like faced off with whatever, with the cue ball, whatever they call that. I don't know much about pool. And then she just said to the guy, to the judge, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm not competing against a man. And then took her pool cue, took it apart, put it in a bag and said, see you later. And they gave the biological man who's competing against women in all things pool and billiards the trophy. Like, oh, you won because... The real woman forfeited, so you won. Could you imagine if every female athlete in college and anywhere that had were forced to compete against men who think they're women or had a man on their team that thinks they're a woman would just say, we're never competing again. We're going to shut the sport down until you get rid of all the men. Imagine if the people that actually spoke out against it or who were afraid to speak out against it all banded together and said, we will never compete against biological men in women's sports. And they would, you, the money that would be lost, like we would shut it down. But unfortunately, num- nobody, 
nobody wants to band together like that. Oh, big announcement, AP Unfiltered. The mod with the uh, probably one of the best mods in, in, in podcasts, what it seems. Number one podcast section, front page. While Steven Crowder and Dan Bongino are doing a co-live stream. Oh, and you got the screenshot. Oh, oh, I'll post that later. That's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> what is that bullshit link in the chat? Don't uh, I, I swear I hate these spammers. Get rid of that shit. And whoever that, that person is. Days before two men join the competition to be crowned Miss Universe, the company that operates the pageant has declared bankruptcy. JKN Global Group says it has a liquidity problem a year after buying the pageant for $20 million and trying to make radical changes, woke changes, according to the BBC. Black Disabled Santa Claus has a BBC. The company missed a $12 million debt payment due September 1st. Stock has fallen 80% in the past year. Company CEO Ann Jacopam Jacarujatip. What the fuck? Is a Thai transgender? It should be Ann Jacopam Jacka just the tip, since he's transgender, just a tip. That's what a weird name. Who says he is a woman, as he likes to uh, pronounce it as, and vowed from f- from the first to make changes. Oh, and here it is. This was back from January when they announced that he bought it. Listen to this. Oh, of course it's going to open up like this. Welcome to the Miss Universe organization. From now on, it's going to be ran by women. Women. Owned by trans <laughs> women. For all women. Women. You're a dude. <laughs> you have a dick. This is wild. For all women really around the women. world to celebrate the power of feminism. You're a dude. Diverse cultures, social inclusion, Ugh. gender equality, Ugh. creativity, the force for food, and of course, the beauty of humanity. Holy shit. Wow. Wee man. You're not you're not a you're not a wee man. You are a dude. You're a Thai dude. They're going to adopt a new concept. One universe in which opportunities to participate in the competition will be given also to trans women and married women. No. You're a dude. This is a pageant. This is Miss Universe, not Miss Big Mike, Big Dick Swinging Universe pageant. No. No, 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 no. Sorry to offend. No. And at one time, the pageant was an enterprise from former President Donald Trump, who operated it from 1996 and 2015, when the women were hot. <laughs> uh, when the pageant is held in El Salvador on November 18th, two men will be competing. Oh, that's two days away. Marina Machete competing as Miss Portugal. All right, so the Portuguese sent a man. And Ricky Valerie Cole, Cole or Cole, whatever, competing as Miss Netherlands. So Mr. Netherlands and Mr. Portugal in the Miss Universe contest. And they've they've crowned Miss Universe 
Mr. Universe Netherlands is Miss Universe, apparently, uh, in back last year. Oh, so that is the... Wow. So they have to beat out Mr. Netherlands. Missed Universe. Missed. Yeah, they missed all right. So they're going to have the pageant in despite of the bankruptcy. We're confident that the new plan will support all of the company's business operations, including Miss Der, Missed Universe. Yep. Transgender, biological men, they're going to take over Miss Universe. And they took it over, and they've run it into the ground. And it just... Proof again. Proof again, my people, that, you know... You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke... Everything woke... It's true. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? Everything. Look at what's happening. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke. Everything woke. It's true. (laughs) Everything woke turns to shit, okay? 100% everything woke turns to shit. Make women not have wieners again. Can we make vaginas great again? Can we stop with the bonus holes? Can we stop with the replacing your pole with a hole? Can we please stop that? Can we stop promoting the... Oh, my God. This is, this is actually a funny meme. This is pretty cool. The cartoon, the original movie, the Disney adaptation with Dylan Dick Vaney. And then, of course, Netflix with some black weird guy in a dress. This is the evolution of wokeism in me- in like media and Hollywood. <laughs> oh, it's so sick! It really is. And we're just all right. Yeah, it's happening, Miss, Miss Universe. I mean, they're going bankrupt. I. I it's a shame too, because when it was owned by women or companies that didn't support this wokeism and weird bullshit, this satanic evil men dressing up as women and competing against women, it was a a great thing for young women all around the world all around the world. I think that was big Mike. I think it was Ugh. And speaking of our great president, who, of course, is always right, and everything woke does turn to shit, they're really, of course, trying to go, they've gone after him in so many states, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, about taking him off the the ballot and not showing up in the primary because it's the only way they can win, that and cheating and stealing. And they're trying everything because they're so terrified. The good news, this came from the Trump campaign, Michigan, Minnesota, and New Hampshire have all dismissed 14th Amendment ballot challenges to President Trump's eligibility. Colorado should dismiss next. Now, Colorado, the trial is ending for they're trying to take uh, allow the state to take him off the primary ballot, which they have a leftist judge there, which probably will rule in favor of, and they'll have to take it to the Supreme Court. 
where it'll end up getting killed because now this case law, you have now three states that dismissed the 14th Amendment ballot challenge. They're supposed to come up, I believe, with a verdict tomorrow, Friday. We'll see what happens there. But as closing arguments are made in the 14th Amendment lawsuit to President Trump's ballot eligibility in Colorado, please keep in mind the fact that similar 14th Amendment challenges in the states of Michigan, Minnesota, and New Hampshire have already been dismissed by numerous judges. Each and every one of these Democrat attempts to deprive voters of their constitutional right to select their next president, also known as the Steel Curtain, have failed miserably. The Colorado case, much like the others, is orchestrated by a left-wing activist group fueled with gobs of cash from left-wing billionaires like your your favorite Democrat uh, oligarch, George Soros. This lawsuit is merely the latest corrupt attempt to interfere with the 2024 election by supporters of crooked Joe Biden. Like all others before it, this frivolous case should be thrown out of court immediately. That's from Stephen Chung, Trump's campaign spokesman. To date, every 14th Amendment ballot challenge has met the same fate, dismissal. So far, however, none of the attempts to get Trump removed from the ballot have been successful. The Minnesota Supreme Court dismissed a lawsuit seeking to block Trump's candidacy this week. Courts also swatted down a similar move in New Hampshire. Yesterday, it was actually two days ago, State court in Michigan dismissed three 14th Amendment ballot challenges brought by a Democrat front group. A state judge in Michigan partly rejected an effort to disqualify former President Donald J. Trump from running for president in the state, ruling that Mr. Trump will remain on the ballot in the Republican primary and that the state's top elections official does not have the authority alone to exclude him from the ballot. Earlier cases in Minnesota and New Hampshire have also been dismissed. Disqualification efforts have also been rejected in other states. The Minnesota Supreme Court dismissed a similar petition last week, and a case in New Hampshire was also dismissed last month. Precedent is set. The Colorado case should be next case to be dismissed. The court has no business interfering in the 2024 election on behalf of Democrats. George Soros's Tide Center has invaded Colorado with numerous left-wing Biden supporting dark money operations to swing the election towards Crooked Joe. Soros has poured millions of dollars into the Tide Center and the Tides Foundation. The plaintiff in the Colorado case... Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, Crew, is a D.C.-based left-wing activist group and a major recipient of Tides Foundation, Tide Center Cash. Since its inception, Crew has received financial support from several left-leaning foundation, foundations and organizations, including the ARCA Foundation, the Dave Greffin Foundation, Demo- Dem- Democracy Alliance, the Mayberg Family Charitable Foundation, George Soros' Open Society Institute, the Shelter, the Scheller Family Foundation, the Streisand Foundation, the Tides Foundation, the Wallace Global Fund, and the Woodbury Fund. Wow. Soros Tide Center has also contributed to the Colorado Freedom Fund, a leftist group that pays the bail of criminals awaiting trial, putting them back on the streets. The Tide Center reported in its 2020 Form 990 that it provided a sum total of $5.97 million to 23 bail funds in 2020. Remember when Kamala Harris wanted to bail out all the Black Lives Matter protesters that were burning down cities? 
a dramatic increase from the year prior when it reported donating just $216,000 in eight bail funds. Another money laundering operation. The Tide Center contributed $350,000 to the Colorado Freedom Fund in 2020. This is all behind the, the lawsuits on attempting to get Donald Trump removed from the primary ballot election interference. The Colorado 14th Amendment trial failed to prove anything relevant to the bogus insurrection claims of the January 6th committee's report, upon which this letter leftist lawsuit relies. In testimony, key witness Congressman Ken Buck refuted the credibility of the congressional January 6th committee, calling its report one-sided and serving the political purpose of the Democrats. There was a political purpose to that report, as there is with almost everything in Congress, and the political purpose was ultimately to win elections and to paint the one side in as bad a light as possible, Buck said, who's not running for re-election, who ends up you know, being kind of a piece of shit the way he's voting lately is like revenge. Maybe he'll write a book exposing what really goes on politically in Congress. Who knows? But it's uh, quite interesting. And he says, and that's why typically there is a minority report in an investigation like this. Representative Buck's testimony also reminded observers that the January 6th committee was completely devoid of any internal criticism of its findings. It's my view that the people that would have been most challenging to the evidence and testimony were not seated, either by former Speaker Nancy Pelosi or Leader McCarthy, ultimately on the committee. Buck continued, I think in order to be able to judge someone's culpability, you've got to be able to hear both sides of the story. And in this case, there's not another side. Colorado needs to dis dismiss the case and allow the election to go on in that state without any interference. I'm all for the revenge tour 2024. Retribution, let's roll. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. We have to stop with the government tyranny, the government overreach, the lies, the deceit. Our government hates us. It's a fact. They don't care. Members of Congress are not there for their constituents. They're there for their pockets. They're there to, for their lobbyists. They're there to enrich themselves raise money, write books, and all this other bullshit, very few of them are there for us. Yes, please take a moment and hit the thumbs up and leave a comment. The thumbs up really drives the rumble algorithm. Literally, we're, we're on the top page, right? We're number one, and we were just beating these the of live podcasts, the Steven Crowder, Dan Bongino live stream, number one in the podcast section on the front page while Crowder and Dan Bongino are streaming live simultaneously together. So that's pretty cool that we even made it to that spot while that was happening. And it's all because of you people. I don't know what it means. It probably means nothing, but it sounds cool to say. <laughs> anyway, a couple more things to get through, and we'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll call it a day. Tomorrow's Freedom Friday. We'll have some f more fun tomorrow. Secret Services... FOIA documents, Freedom of Information Act documents, reveal DNA was found and preserved in White House cocaine probe, Cocaine Gate, starring Hunter Biden as Cokie Cokerson. Contrary to prior claims, Secret Service may end up destroying evidence or 
They already did destroy evidence. But who is going to go after the Secret Service for destroying evidence? During a show on Fox News, Jesse Waters revealed that Secret Service has been misleading the public about a cocaine investigation at the White House. According to over 100 pages of documents obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request, the narrative surrounding the, the discovery and handling of cocaine at the White House appears fraught with inconsistencies and cover-ups. Let's hear what Mr. Jesse Waters has to say. Let's do it. Fox News alert, primetime FOIA, the Secret Service over the cocaine investigation. And we just got back over 100 pages of documents. And the Secret Service has been lying to you about everything. Jesse Waters didn't Here's kill himself. Why. When the cocaine was first found, they said it was in the library where the first family lives. We have a yellow bar stating cocaine, hydrochloride, and that's found in the library. Then there were reports that the cocaine was actually found outside the Situation Room. Now the investigation has progressed, and so they're saying the West Executive Entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room. The Secret Service then said no. It was in a cubby with a lot of foot traffic around it. And yes, there are cameras, but that particular cubby was in a blind spot. How do you mistake the library for the Situation Room and the Situation Room for the cubbies? Because when I'm in a library, I know I'm in a library because there's books everywhere. Does it look like there's books everywhere? That's a wall of cubbies. They say the Coke was found in locker number 50, right there in the middle. And there's a key missing. And what do you think the chances are that the Secret Service has the key? Because Primetime thinks the Coke may have been planted in the cubby after it was found in the library. Good thing we have the documents from the Secret Service right here. <laughs> but here's the thing. The Secret Service redacted where the cocaine was first found. Now, if the cocaine was actually first found in the cubby and they photographed it in the cubby, why would they redact that? And then at one point, the Secret Service says, this suspicious substance is a white powder in a small Ziploc bag on the redacted lobby floor. What lobby floor? I thought it was in locker the 50. The what room? The library? I knew it was staged. And I thought they found the cocaine in the cubby. Well, the cubby's not on the floor. The cubby's on the wall. It's all a scam. And later on in the night, they said it was in the cubby, and they didn't redact that. They want us to think it was found in that little locker. And initially, after the hazmat team tested it, the white powder came back positive for opioids and amphetamines. No. It was only after additional tests that they determined it to be cocaine. And that's confusing because on the audio you heard from hazmat, it was cocaine. A white powdery opioid? That's fentanyl. Maybe. I thought these tests were supposed to be accurate. So far, this bag has tested positive for opioids, amphetamines, cocaine, caffeine, and baking soda. But here's where it gets even more suspicious. They told us they didn't find any DNA. That's right. But the documents... No fingerprints, no DNA. Say they did. Remember, the Coke baggies been blown up. A bad game the of clothes. took the evidence <laughs> from Quantico and they destroyed it. They didn't want the FBI to have it, but there's more evidence that they didn't destroy. An envelope with three tubes of DNA. Where'd they get the DNA from? And where is it? They got the DNA off the baggie. 
So the Secret Service lied, and so did the White House. They did find DNA on the baggie, and the DNA was processed and has been moved to an evidence vault for preservation. <laughs> so the Secret Service has an insurance. <laughs> the, the vials are sitting in a box behind uh, Joe Biden's 67 Corvette in Delaware. <laughs> it's policy. We asked the Secret Service for an explanation. And yeah, they okay. said, oh, it's secondary DNA. What? But the initial Secret Service report clearly said there was no DNA found and there is no physical evidence. Ruh-roh. But the documents they don't care. show they're keeping a DNA sample in an evidence locker. Mm-hmm. Is, if, is this so Biden's dog bites another agent? They have something? We don't know. Can Congress... And the Secret Service that prime time, they may end up destroying the DNA evidence at some point down the road. You know, protocol. Prime time asked the Secret Service, why didn't you take DNA samples from your suspect list? They said they would have needed a court order. This tells me two things. The Secret Service didn't want to crack the case, or the Secret Service knew the coke was found in the library and put it in a cubby and closed the case. James Fitzgerald is a retired FBI criminal profiler and a forensic linguist. James, so they have DNA, and they've had it the whole time, and they're preserving it. What's going on here? I think you'd almost have to do a few lines of cocaine, Jesse, to understand all that <laughs> yes. you went through and all this investigation has been happening happening with this investigation over the last few months. Don't do coke. It seems like obfuscation is the is the prime operating word here. Confuse everyone as much as possible. Yep. I'll leave out the clue game references with library to uh, to Cubby and who knows where Colonel Mustard may be or someone like that. But th- this is just, this should be a very simple investigation. A bag is found somewhere. Police, uh, uh, Secret Service are called. Here's the evidence. Send it to the lab. But there's just so much going on here. You can't help but ask yourself and any you don't have to even be an experienced profiler. Just ask yourself, there's just too much gone wrong here. No investigator is that bad. Even a crack investigator, no pun yeah. intended, could <laughs> somehow get the basic information right here, get it off to the right lab, and get the primary uh, uh, DNA from the baggie, if, it, if the baggie still exists, and that could still be very valuable. All you need is one to 10 nanograms of, uh, of DNA material for touch DNA, and you have your suspect. You have the suspect, people give the uh, swabs, and you should narrow this down within days. Does it seem like to you that they found it on the floor of the library? Because that's what it sounds like to me. They found it on the floor of the library, and then they moved it all around, and it wound up in a cubby where there was no camera and 500 suspects. Isn't that what it is? It's a cover-up. Yeah, that's, uh, who knows, the person on the floor, of the, there may have been a person on the floor of the library where this <laughs> cocaine was found, and they'd have taken it off. All right. <laughs> Jesse Waters is going to get tuckered from Fox. You're going to end up having uh, Jesse Waters on X Live talking about cocaine gate this this is so unbelievable of course the government is going to lie of course of course they're going to lie there was no dna how is there no dna on a coke baggie what is the the coke user not going to touch his own baggie i mean come on this thing fell out of hunter's pocket on the library floor 
and they knew Hunter was in that room because they lied about him even being in the White House before or after and all that shit. They moved it into a cubby where visitors would come so that they can say, we'll just say it was a visitor. We won't be able to tell whose it was, and it'll go away. Really, you fucking retards? Really? It fell out of Hunter's pocket. He was going to Camp David. He probably pissed now. He didn't have his cocaine for the weekend. And he's jonesing. The DNA on that bag is going to match Hunter Biden. And you know what? I don't even care. Just don't lie. Just don't fucking lie. Tell us what the deal is. We all know Hunter's a fucking crackhead. Oh, I mean, look at the laptop. Oh, it's Russian disinformation. No, it's not. Jesse Waters didn't kill himself. All right, one last thing. I'm going to skip a couple things and cover it tomorrow. But if you haven't heard, in the state of Texas, border state. Now, I'm no fan of Governor Abbott, Hot Wheels. I'm just not. I think he's a rhino. He's been doing some things at the border, you know, big floaties with what they called saw blades on it so the people couldn't come over the Rio Grande and all that, all that stuff and prevent people from coming to the border. And then a judge said they had to remove it. Then another judge said it could stay. Well, the Texas House, the state representatives, have advanced a bill or advancing a bill that's making illegal crossing into Texas a state crime so that they can arrest people for breaking state law in the hopes to prevent more people from coming over. Me personally, I don't think that's going to prevent anything. I think that's just going to fill up Texas jails a lot faster and cause the taxpayers of Texas a real shit ton more of money that they probably don't have to spend because of the way the economy is right now. But you just keep putting these band-aids on an arterial bleed, eventually we're just going to bleed out and die. That's just the science of it, the way it works. And that's what's happening to this country is that we're hemorrhaging so bad money and resources and everything else, um, common dignity and common sense that how long until we just die. But in any case, OG Nick, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you soon. The Texas advancing this bill making illegal crossing a border state, a state crime, is uh, racist. I mean, the whole border security topic is racist. If you want to secure our borders from allowing people to break our laws to come in, then you are a racist. You are a white nationalist. You're a Nazi, uh, especially if you wear a Make America Great Again hat and even say the words, mumble the words, America first, you're a racist. And even in Texas, they have their share of Democrats. And here is one that literally has come out and said that border security is racist. And you know what? Yelling down people doesn't stop the, does not stop it. And I, and I tell you this, when or if this passes, I'm going to be embarrassed to be a part of a body that legally sanctioned racism against Hispanic people from the border. Quit. I'm urging you to please don't vote party lines. Vote for, hu for humanity. Really? 
Thank you. Vote for humanity would be voting to seal off the border and saving American humanity. Stop with the boys, Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> Will Smith is under the podium, blowing her. Literally, let's save humanity and seal the border, please. Let's seal the border. It is not racist to want to protect our country because nobody's telling these people not to come in. We're telling these people that we have an immigration process and you need to get online and utilize it to come in. Not digging tunnels, not crawling through fences, not climbing over walls, not fighting with Border Patrol agents, not none of that. Come here legally and we won't have the problem. She's part rooster with the rooster feathers. That's what that is. They don't care about humanity 100%, Laura. They hate us. The government hates us. This is what they want. If you support border security, you are a racist. If you are supporting deep mass deportation of these people who are breaking our laws and using our resources like fucking cockroaches in a dark room, you are racist. But none of these people who are fighting for humanity, supposedly, would want anything to do with housing these migrants, these aliens, in their homes and even in their neighborhoods. You think this black state representative will take Hispanic migrants into her home and cook for them? Do you think she'll take African migrants into her home? No. Do you think she would want them living in a halfway house that the government bought next door to her because the house was for sale and and loading it with illegal aliens? No. But she'll sit there and call you because you're white, a racist, for wanting our country secure, for wanting to actually keep America great and to keep America an actual country with borders you are a racist. And, and that's, that's what they want. That they want you to be a racist. So, in a significant move, the Texas House of Representatives has passed immigration bills that mark a drastic shift in the state's approach to border control. According to the Texas Tribune, the House approved measures on Tuesday to not only allocate over $1.5 billion for additional border barriers, but also to criminalize the act of illegally crossing the Texas-Mexico border as a state crime. They're doing something. The feds are doing nothing. They're doing something. Senate Bill 3 would channel $1.54 billion towards the construction of border barriers and fund state troopers to patrol Colony Ridge a housing development near Houston. During the House's debate, lawmakers adopted an amendment from the state rep, Tracy King, Democrat out of Uvalde, Texas, to SB3. This amendment would allow a portion of the funds to aid local police and government in enforcing the newly proposed state crime as outlined in Senate Bill 4. SB4 takes a more direct approach to immigration by making it a state misdemeanor to illegally cross from Mexico into Texas. It grants Texas peace officers the authority to arrest illegal immigrants and requires a state judge to order the person to leave the U.S. and return to Mexico, circumventing prosecution. After passing on an 83 to 61 vote, 
The bill already approved by the Senate now awaits the governor's signature. So it's going to be law in Texas, and it will be fought. It will be appealed. Someone will take it to the Supreme Court or a federal judge or something, which whatever it might be. Under SB4, charges could escalate to a felony for migrants accused of additional crimes or noncompliance with a judge's deportation order. So if they tell you to get out, misdemeanor and get out, you don't get out. It's a felony. Who knows what happens? The bill also allows immigrants to present legal status evidence during prosecution. Penalties range from a year in jail for a misdemeanor, two to 20 years for a felony, according to the Texas Tribune. Again, it's racist. It's all racist. I can't believe they're doing that. It's racist. Texas is very racist, people. It's very racist. And this is what we're up against. All right, everybody, I'm going to leave it there. It's a two-hour show. I appreciate you being here as usual. And again, thanks for the support. Again, starting Monday, so it's going to be MAGA mornings at 8 a.m. right here on my channel, 1776live.tv on Rumble. And at 3 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be over on LFA TV's network on Rumble, which is rumble.com. Blacks, <laughs> listen to me. I'm, oh, I got race on my mind. It's not black slash. It's LFA. <laughs> it's rumble.com backslash LFA TV. And I'll be over there on their, on their network, 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday as well. So it'll be two shows every day. Wow. It should be interesting. But I'm here for it. And it'll be great. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite memes. It's about a year old from C3P memes. It truly is one of my favorite memes of all time. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely. When you're never coming around. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired. Listen to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all the years have come by. Turn around, every now and then I get a little bit terrified and then I see the look in your eyes. Turn around, fight eyes, every now and then I fall apart. And I need you now tonight. I love you. everybody i'll see you tomorrow 8 a.m thanks for tuning in and have a great day when he salutes the flag the flag salutes back when he questions the outcome of an election the doj indicts itself when he sneezes people say god bless america cuba imports cigars from him he is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended 
with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America and God bless Patriot cigars.